I'm going to fill up my uh, my the truck, my bed truck, right? That is a third of a cord. Okay, I need 15 cords of wood to make it through the winter. 15 full cords of wood. Okay. Holy crap, that's a lot. Yeah. I know it's a lot. I can only do a third at a time. I I go out in those woods. I walk into his woods. Verify what I can cut, what I can't cut. Blah blah blah. Right. Cut it. Walk it back out. Stack it in my truck. As uh, he has turkeys, as they are scratching and shitting all over my truck, and I would do that, like run after run after run after run after run after run after run, and then I cook my chainsaw. Right. So then I go to the dealership and I said, "I need you to fix this chainsaw." And he goes, it'll be a week or two. This is the Farm Hop Life Podcast, a traveling homestead family. I'm Matt DeRosier. On the Farm Hop Life Podcast, we learn what it takes to grow your own food from everyday people. Could be a college student who grows tomatoes and salad greens on their apartment patio, a former VP of marketing for Del Taco now raising cattle in Montana, or someone who hasn't had a homestead in over 10 years. This show is aimed at teaching you what it takes to make homesteading work for you, that we all make mistakes, we all have bad days, but we can reach out and help one another thrive and giving you the confidence needed to go feed yourself. So, so how do you, do you just know Padre through Twitter then? Is that how you guys? Yeah, that's how I met, uh, that's how I met Joseph. Yep. Nice. You guys just met up for the first time recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we spoke. I think it was like 20, 2019, 2018. We, we kind of, we, we would talk on Twitter, but not, we weren't like close. You know what I mean? Like we didn't, like I, uh, is cussing allowed on your podcast? Whatever you want. Uh, so I, like I shit post a lot on Twitter, you know, and, um, and Joseph is, uh, you know, he, he tweets about his stuff, you know? And so like, I always liked him, but like we never really interacted directly because there was no reason to, right? And then one day he talks about how um, his son's birthday was forgotten by like all the friends and family and everything, right? Mm. And uh, my birthday is is actually close to a holiday, and so my birthday is forgotten often. And that that I was just like, man, that sucks. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna send you a gift. I'm gonna send you a gift for your kid. What's he like? And so I sent him a gift, and then. After that, like we were just off to the races. We talk. I bet you money. Like after after a few months, like I talked to Joseph probably every day to every other every third day on the wow. Nice. Yeah, like yeah, me and him got real close. And uh, <clears throat> you know, initially it was it was mostly just being friendly, like two dads. You know what I mean? Sure. And then like our interests started more like lining up more together. Like, uh, like I, so I moved to the country. I started doing, I started doing that type of stuff and, uh, and he lived there. So like he had information that, that I could use. Right. And he's a really, he's a really good man. So it wasn't mm -hmm. hard for him to talk, you know, for me to talk to him. And, um, in fact, the first time we talked on the phone, I think it was like two to four hours that we spoke on the phone. Just, and it was like, I, it was like, I'd always known him. Right. Right. So then after, I don't know, six, 12 months. I was like, you know, it, it'd be kind of cool if we did a podcast where we just talk to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we actually, he did my podcast, which was homegrown sanctuary. And, uh, it evolved a little bit. It was the people who, who listened to it really liked it. 
and we'd have like the news and Joseph does the news. I don't do the news. Right. So he would tell me about the world and I'd comment on it, you know, and sure. then we'd kind of talk about what was going on, uh, like on his farm or like what I was doing around. Um, I'll use the homestead term, like very lightly, you know, like what I was doing on the property. And then we did what we, what we called, uh, uh, it was, we did a, a conspiracy theory section, right? Because Joseph loves conspiracies, right? Like he used to dive into them and he'd research and I know nothing about conspiracies. So he would tell me things and I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and, and he would describe <laughs> it and, uh, uh, and I would make these comments. Right. And it was really weird because sometimes I would have like input or like he would tell me something was a conspiracy. I'm like, that's, that's not a conspiracy. Like that's common. knowledge. to me, it was like common knowledge or like common sense. And he's like, no dude, that's, that's legit a conspiracy. I'm like, okay. Oh, Okay. You know, and so it was, it was a lot of fun. I would like to get back to it. Um, because it was just such a, it was just such a joy, man. We did, like I said, all of our podcasts were like two to four hours, all, all unscripted, all unedited. Uh, just a, just a really good flow. Every time I tried to bring a little bit of structure into it, like, um, jo Joseph wouldn't do as well because like he, he likes the free form, which is fine with me. Yeah. So if I, so like, and I wasn't too structured, by the way, it was just kind of like, like, Hey man, maybe we could like stay on topic a bit more. So then, then when we were talking, he would like to stop talking and I'm like, what's up, man? He goes, I'm trying to stay on topic. I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean? So, um, the, the best thing we ever did was I would say like, just, Hey Joseph, what's the news? And then he would just tell me, he would run through the headlines. And we just talk about what was going on. And then the conspiracies, we'd have a subject for the conspiracies. And then uh, that was that was like the most fun, to be honest, because he would just go off and explain stuff. And and I actually learned a lot uh, like, um, you know, people disappear by tunnels and in, in, uh, national parks all the time. People disappear in national parks. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's I guess there's like I can see that. Yeah, sure. and like there's theories that it's um, cryptoids. I think is the term. It's it's it, it's like a mythical creature, like yeah, Bigfoot. You know, I guess they're involved, possibly or like anyway, Bigfoot, was, uh, skinwalkers, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, like all the all the all the things, all the things I don't know anything about. Yep, all <laughs> all those things are involved. So it was a, it was good. But yeah, that's that's how about how long I've known Joseph and uh, and like what we did. And uh, oh, so my point of sharing all that was because it's kind of different meeting somebody from online in person. You know what I mean? Like now, if you talk to somebody long enough, they're going to show you who they are. Right. Yep. They're, but like they're it's going to slip up if they're if they're lying to you. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's not the same. And with video chat, it's it's different because like I can read your face. You can read my face you know, those types of things, but there's still a vibe you get when you meet somebody for the first time. And you're, you're like, you're either attracted, repelled or neutral to somebody you see for the first time. Right. And so there's always kind of like that. I, I'm going to use the word nervousness. Like you'll meet each other for like the first time. And all of a sudden, like, you're like, Oh man, I actually don't click with this dude. Like I thought I did, you know, like, uh, like me and Joseph are the same height. He's known that for years. Right. And he's like, I met him. He goes, dude, I thought you were taller. I'm like, how you how look you taller. That's funny. <laughs> you look taller. That's so funny. Dude. 
I'm I'm not. I'm I'm short. I'm I'm five. Uh, I'm five seven. Yeah. Funny. But but everybody online thinks I'm like over six foot. Well, that's a good problem to have until you meet them in person, I guess. Like, well, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I've been this tall for forever. Like, it doesn't phase me. It's like what you know, right? Uh, you know, I've never had a problem with uh, with girls or uh, friends or you know, it, like it's it's like I didn't even know I was short until I designed myself in an uh, in a major league baseball game, like to to my to my height, right? And so I get on first base, and like this dude next to me, like a first baseman's like. <laughs> Like up to his shoulder, I go. That guy looks so much taller than me. So then I then I start walking around in real life, and I start going. Everybody's taller than me. <laughs> like, I had I never paid attention. That's funny. So when you when you met Joseph, were you just into like just getting into the homestead thing? Had been doing it a while, or because um, he's like. A really good mentor since he's been doing this for like 20 years or something 10 years something like that uh yeah so i don't know exactly how long he's been doing it. i know he was able to go full-time in 2020 because um because of like the job situation with with the covid uh pandemic um i actually moved out into the sticks and at the end of 20 i cannot move during summer it has to be december so uh, I was, uh, I actually started the spring of 2020 trying to do, um, uh, homesteading, trying to do like a, a homesteading business. That was, that was my desire when we went out there. Uh, just so you, all your listeners know, my story is a story of failure or maybe not failure, but of, uh, of not doing it, of not, of choosing not to do it. That's the best way to say it. Not, not okay. failure, but like choosing not to do it. Well, you just yeah. spoiled it. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm, I'm kidding. So... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I didn't know that was like, oh, I didn't want these people being like, like, oh, this guy, you know, having this impression. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, surprise. <laughs> but um, so right. when I started, I'd never lived in the country, right? So we moved uh, south of the town I live in. And so my commute went from like 10 minutes to like 30 minutes. And uh, I work at a job that's on call, so I can mm. I can go to work for ten hours, come home, and then have to go back. Right, so that was a thing. Um, my wife is a stay at home mom, and uh, the the gardener, the primary gardener, right. And we only lived there for for three years in total. And oh, I'm so sorry. What was your original question? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to go off on a tangent. No, no, this is perfect. I just, I, I just let people go. It's not okay. The, I just, I just let them go. And so, uh, I was asking, kind of like the the start of it all, like the timeline. And then, so you said started in like spring twenty twenty. Yeah, that's that's when we started. Uh, and like I said, we moved in the winter. So even prior, I live in I live in Michigan, so it get, it stays cold for a long time, right? So I like I would talk to Murray. No. I don't, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's the mitten. So I was talking to Joseph often and he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, I'm getting my crops ready. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm plowing snow. You know, it was, it was definitely that yeah. dynamic. Yeah. And we had a greenhouse, a, a little plastic hoop house, right? 
And uh, we got it as a, as a gift. You know, a, a dude wasn't using it. He goes, do you want it? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So we set it up. And my wife was going to use it to try to keep some of her plants alive during the winter outside. I'm like, I'm like, babe, oh, this isn't, do you mind if I talk about the property for a moment? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So my house was in the middle, was surrounded by cornfields from the south, east, and I had a little wood on the west. And then the, uh, the north was fields with tree lines. Okay, so the wind was always a, a factor when we lived there. It was very, very quiet. Um, we were we were far off the road. We were about an acre off the road. Very long driveway. the The front yard was a was a big yard, like picture like an in town yard. And the backyard had a it was a dog kennel that had heat, air conditioning, and water. And there was a forty by forty pole barn on the uh, other side with the with a one stall garage, right? It was a, it was a pretty sweet setup. I actually had my own utility pole. I did not know that. I found that out when I told the utility to fix my light, and they're like, "I would, but it's your light." I'm like, "Dog, got it." I guess it's gonna be dark outside because I'm, you know, because I'm not gonna crawl up there. <laughs> but uh, so um, we had a lot of wind uh, because in the in the spring, the the wind would come from the the south. And but in the winter, it would come from the west. It would come from the west through the trees, right? And the trees weren't big or mature. Somebody had like cut them and then let them grow and did no type of uh, structure or nurturing for the trees. So they were all kind of like dodge or trying to get sunlight. So they were all growing at these weird angles because the mature trees would block out the sun, and so the little trees would try to get the light. And so they were they were just it was so. It was like uh, almost like scrub. Like you, you ever been like in the in the Southwest and like you see the scrub, how it's just kind of trying to live, you know, it, it was like that, but in tree form and like limbs would fall all the time. Like it was it was kind of a mess. It, but it, my point is, is it would not block the wind. Right. Lots of wind. My wife goes, put up this hoop house or I'm going to put up the hoop house. That's what she said. And I go, you should secure that to the fence because the dog kennel had a had a chain link fence in it. That was the only fence of the property. She, she, she had a Facebook post. She said, I didn't listen to him. <laughs> right. So we have the windstorm. It, it tears up the soup house. She goes, can you put it, can you put it back up for me? So I'm, and now it's a blizzard, right? Cause it can't happen when it's sunny. So I'm in, I put the whole thing in back in the yard and I'm zip tying to this cat, to the uh, chain link fence, trying to secure it while the wind's blowing. It blew, blows me across the yard into this fence, you know, and uh, and I'm just I'm just trying to make it. Like I'm trying to make it till spring, right? So that's that's when. Uh, so yeah, so Joseph was helping me with that, and that's real. real winter was about moving in uh, because I had a forty by forty pole barn. I had oh that pole barn used to be a pig barn, and so there was a trench in the middle of it where they used to just push all the pig poop in, and they put. Uh, concrete grates over the trench right and so when i was moving in it was cold so i just i just took everything out of the u-haul and just put it in this pole barn it was just and um and it it was kind it was really convenient because you could just take stuff in when you wanted to right um and it had a outside wood boiler inside the pole barn Hmm, Okay. okay yep yep yeah so um 
I the guy told us how to work it, but he didn't. But he made it sound really easy, and so we we me and my wife both were like like oh this this is going to be easy. You just put the wood in it, and then heat will come up, right? He and, it, and there was a uh, a gauge that told you the temperature, and I thought it was for the heat inside the box, right? So so whatever temperature the fire was, that was the number being displayed. Saying that out loud, it doesn't really make any sense, but that was the impression I was given by the guy who owned it, so I didn't question it, right? Now, turns out that thermometer is for the uh, the water temperature, mm. not for the firebox. So what would happen, what we were doing was we were feeding it just a little bit, and the temperature would start to rise. We're like, that's good. We'd walk away, and uh, the temperature would come back down because there was never enough heat in the firebox to heat the water, right? And when you, because it has its own, it has like a a, a glycol system or a, a or a water system around the, the firebox. Sure. And yeah, so you, yeah, so you turn the pump on and then it circulates the the water to the furnace. But we were never heating the water and the, the water goes under the ground. So it loses temperature as it goes back into the house. And then it comes back outside, loses more temperature, goes back to the firebox. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, one day I just get pissed. It's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like this, this thing fucking sucks. I'm just so angry about everything, right? Because because all dude, all I want to do is go to bed. You know what yep. I mean? Like yeah. it's it's bedtime. I've been dicking with this thing for three days. I just want to go to bed. I'm moving. I'm working. Like no breaks. Just 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 let me go to bed. So I fill it full of wood. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Shut the door. And then uh, I yeah. <laughs> and then I, then I I go in the house and I'm like I'm just kind of hanging out, right? And then I I'm like. And it's been about 30 minutes. I'll go check on it. The There's a um, a sight glass, which is how you can tell how much water is in it, right? There's a peephole at the top, and it is urinating into the middle of the pole barn. I'm like, oh, well, that means the water's boiling now, and the temperature gauge is now uh, about 20 degrees higher than the guy told us it should be. I said, well, the only way I know to make the temperature go down is take uh, the logs out that I put in. So now I'm, I'm shoveling these wheel, uh, this, uh, these fire, these logs that are on fire into a metal wheelbarrow and then dumping it into the snow outside. Right. So I'm, I'm dealing with this monster. My, oh, and, and the sight glass is directly over the firebox door. So I'm getting sprayed with steaming water as I'm shoveling the logs out. Right. My and my God. wife is inside the house, just living her life. And all of a sudden she hears bang, bang. And those are the flaming logs hitting the concrete. And she looks outside, and there's a fire outside of the pole barn, right? So she, <laughs> so she, she comes tearing out, and she's like, "Kyle, what's happening?" And I'm like, "I'm doing something here, you know, because like, like there's fire, at, you know what I mean? Like I'm dealing with fire. Like leave me alone. There's fire inside the box. There's fire in the in the wheelbarrow. There's fire outside on the concrete. Like l let me be, right?" And she's, you know, she uh, is a curious creature, so she keeps asking me questions about. And I describe what happens. The logs go down, you know, the fire goes down, the the temperature goes down. And I'm like, I figured it out. You know, this is for the water, right? Don't stand in front of it. It gets too hot because it'll spray you in the face. And uh, I guess if it gets too hot, we have to take logs out and put them outside, right? So that was, <laughs> it was like, so it was not as simple uh, as what he made it sound in the very beginning. 
because we had no idea how it actually worked. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have one of those, so I guess I don't know how it worked either, but that, I mean, I'm sure once you do it a, a few times, you probably have it figured out, but. Oh, well, yeah. And see, the thing was, it's like, okay, so there's certain people, like I was in the military, so there are certain people that they have to tell, like they tell everybody, like, don't, when you throw a grenade, don't watch it to see, see it explode. And I'm like, well, who would do that, right? I would. It turns out I would do that. So yeah, as as I was <laughs> like, me, obviously, I want to, at least once, I want to watch it explode. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I chuck the grenade, I'm like, ah, like, oh, cool, I'm just going to watch it, and the, and the guy next to me is like, like, duck, and they will tackle you if you don't duck. And I'm like, I'm like, what? He goes, duck. I'm like, oh, my bad. So I duck, right? No big deal. So uh, with, the pull, with the wood boiler, my wife would throw the wood in and lean back. I throw the wood in and lean forward. I burned my beard, eyelashes, eyebrows, hair. I burned so much facial hair that first year. And, um, and it was, it was funny cause the box itself was hot. And so I would lean in and I'd hear my hair sizzle, oh, you know, and I, and I'd be like, ah, oh, man, it like, <laughs> it was, yeah. But like the second year we were in there, it wasn't a big deal. I did a lot of like different things. These are some good tips for everybody. So, so um, you for can actually buy, what's that? Tips for a grenade throwing. Yeah. Grenade throwing. Yeah. Don't throw it like a baseball. Uh, so, um, for the wood, you can actually buy these, it's, it's, um, like sawdust that they can press into bricks and they burn for about four hours that a little less, but they say, you know, whatever. So what you can do is, is you can, you, you can start your fire like normal, but if you surround it with these bricks, you know, we got a, a good burn for four hours and, um, you could set your logs on top. The bricks want to burn. The logs don't really want to burn at first, right? You mm -hmm. got to. Especially the good ones, because you want them the the seasons ones. They burn slow, which is what you want. That's how you get that heat for such a long time. So if you use like pine, which is some people complain about burning pine in that wood boiler, I asked the the manufacturer, I'm like, what can I put it? He goes, you put dead animals in it, man. It'll burn anything. I'm like, okay, you know. So so uh, you know, I would use the wood bricks. I'd use um like the softer woods to get the fire started. Then I'd use harder woods to keep it going. So over time, it got a lot easier, and we actually would laugh about how hard we thought it was in the beginning, because you know you, you just don't know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yep, exactly. So, yeah, so that first winter was was pretty interesting in those two regards. You know the 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 greenhouse and the and the wood boiler and getting everything set up. You know, and uh, do you just want me to keep going about how it went? Yep. Yep. Okay. No, if you got a question about anything, just stop me and ask, okay? Because I thought the greenhouse and the pole barn wood bo like boiler were related somehow, and so I thought uh, there was there was something connecting the two, and you were uh, explaining a story about the pole barn and the wood boiler to preface something further about the greenhouse. You know, I got ADD, so sometimes when I Same. when well, I yeah ADHD, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll sometimes I'll switch, and that's why I said like if if you want to stop me, feel free because it'll, you know, dog chasing cars. Um, <laughs> yep, I'm so, with you. Um, so we when we were starting for the spring, we had a couple things to think about. Right, one was how are we gonna mow 
and plow. Well, actually, with the winter too, we were thinking about how we're going to mow, plow, haul things around the property, all these different things, right? Because do it in a wheelbarrow. Oh, if you guys don't live in the country, the living in the country is the greatest excuse to buy all of the toys you want. It's awesome. Like I have three chainsaws now. <laughs> I have uh, I have one uh, special edition Kawasaki brute force with a plow and a tow hitch because this is what this is what we landed on. Because you can get a lawn tractor, right? Yep. To to like mow the lawn and and maybe plow and some other things. You can get a a mini tractor, or you can get you know what I mean. Like there's all these like really specialized things, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get an ATV, or I'm sorry, a uh, no, it's an ATV, and I'm gonna get a plow for it. I'm gonna get um, a pull behind mower, so it's actually a mower deck on wheels that you pull behind the four wheeler. And I'm like, this is great because the 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 friggin' ATV can go like. 70 90 miles an hour like legit legit yeah like, i didn't know the date mowers for an atv that's interesting well no it's it's not for an atv the atv can pull it so the right right the, i'm thinking like a like a tractor with like a pto like mower deck is no this this is like got its own trailer so it has its mm. own motor it, it's got three blades it, it mows six feet wide you know oh. it's legit and so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, man, this is going to be great. I can pull that at like 30, 40 miles an hour, cut all this grass, you know, cause I don't know nothing. Like I, I grew up uh, as a Navy breast. So I'm like, I lived in the city. Right. And then right. I, I can work on houses, which is fine. And I don't mind camping and stuff like that. So I'm not, it's not like I'm scared of the outside. I just never had to take care of anything outside at all. Sure. I never had to take care of a plant. I never had an outside dog. Right. I never, you know, my yard was always like 30 minutes of push mowing. Sure. So, so like I have to figure all of this stuff out on the fly. Okay. So like I said, I'm thinking like 20, 30 miles an hour pulling this, this, uh, pull behind mower. Uh, and then the plow, I could, I could just, you know, plow that as fast as I could. You know, by the way, that was correct. The, the beauty, the beauty of getting a, a nice beefy ATV with a plow is you can, you could, you may have to do a couple runs, but you can do a 45 mile an hour plow. Gosh. <laughs> if your driveway is a mile long, you better run yeah, it. Fast. It was an eighth. That driveway was an eighth of a mile long. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was, and it was great, man. You just, you just hammer it. But I did live on a busier road, so I had to be careful turning around. And then I just jet up again. It was it was fantastic. Mm. And then we bought a wagon for it so we could haul things around. Um, about the mower part of it, it turns out the mower can't mow very well if it's over five miles an hour. So now I have a gigantic racing stallion with like a mule cart, you know? Yeah. So if yeah, if you running put... an ATV that slow sucks. Like yes. Yes, for it was a long a time, like your your thumb actually like gets sore because you're like going so slow. It's like a yeah, the dumb yeah. problem. It it really was. It was it was dumb, and because uh, I would put it in low. Because if it was in high, you had to like be so precise. But if you put it in low, you could give it a little more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you you basically have to mow the lawn like a zamboni. You know, like the ice skating. Yes. Yeah. So that was that was interesting as well. Like there was. 
basically everything I thought was going to happen worked the exact opposite. It was uh, like my turning radius was huge, you know, and um, uh, gosh, what and I bought an American made mower because I was like, oh, this will be amazing. Right. Yeah. It was not amazing. They designed it <laughs> in such a way that it was almost it was almost impossible to to like put the battery in because it because the um, it had a rod with a bend at the bottom. So you had to bet which means it's not secured. Right. It's like a floating rod. Okay, yep. and then you had to tighten it with a nut on top. Not a big deal, except for nothing's in a position that wants to stay there. So the battery's floating, the rod's floating, oh the nut, you know, and, and you have no room for your fingers. And I'm like, why? Like, why is this a thing? You know, and um, so that was interesting. Uh, but um, my mo, my wife killed a, a mower out there because the ground was all uneven. And she likes the grass cut low, but I like it cut like medium. And I was yeah. because the ground was uneven. I was sitting, we had a, because everything was sitting on the pole barn, you know, in the, in the early spring, I was sitting on a couch having a beer, watching my wife mow the lawn too, too low to the ground after we talked about it. And you just hear pop, mower, mower just stops. <laughs> and she goes, I don't know what happened. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like I watched, I watched what happened. We all know what happened, you know? So. Yeah, we had to buy another mower. Uh, oh gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. She killed it. She's a she's good, dude. She's, she's <laughs> um, we had to buy a rototiller. Um, and what else did we get? And so we so we ended up have that's what we got. We got the ATV. The ATV was our workhorse, and I will say it wasn't good at any one thing, right? But it did the job for all of the things. Sure. So that was like so. And and the fun thing about the ATV is is you get to ride it when you're not working, and yeah. like I said, it it was remarkably fast and it was sports orange, so I loved the doggone thing, man. It was great, <laughs> yeah. Um, so th those were the tools, and then hand tools. Obviously, we had like a, um, what's it called a um, it almost looks like a like a dentist tool. It's like a uh, it's kind of like, hold on. The end's like this. It's like on a, it's like a gardener's shovel, a gardener's pick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a hoe? Kind. It's like a, it's like a little baby. Like a like hoe really with the, with the point on it? No, no. This is, this is more like, um, it's more like a hoe, but like in an L and it's made for like, like hoeing in between like small plants. I don't know what it's called, but, um, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so so that was actually extremely useful. We had like a uh, a trench shovel, you know, one to make like rows. We had we had like I don't know, like six different types of shovels. You know what I mean? And plus the old yeah. guy, the other guy, like left like three four shovels. Um, I had a tanker bar, which is like a gigantic pro bar, uh, pry bar. Sorry, uh, we had like all these hand tools, right? And we're like, yeah, we're like, okay, we're we're set for spring. So what's the first thing you do? If you don't know the quality of your soil and you want to do raised beds, the whole nine yards, right? What, what would you do if you like that was your idea? Oh, um, if you want to do raised beds, don't you have to have like a, you like, I don't know, like mulch the mulch the ground first and then put raised beds on top or something? Well, we bought, we bought dirt. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Like we bought like nine yards of dirt. 
So we had this like hill of dirt in the backyard, you know, and uh, oh, the, the the greenhouse didn't make it through the winter, right? It, it got wrecked in another storm, right? Oh, so, so we're like, we're like, okay, so we're gonna make these raised beds uh, with some like with you know with the two by fours. We're gonna fill them with this this topsoil, and I highly encourage anybody if you're gonna if you need a lot of dirt, like just buy a big hill of it. If you got kids. Let them play on it. My kids' fondest mm-hmm. memories live out there is just playing on this hill of dirt. And I'm not going to lie, I played on it too, and it was amazing. You know? Yeah. When when my parents had like their pool put in, obviously all the dirt just sat right next to it. And yeah, the summer it was getting built, the neighborhood kids would come over and we'd all play King of the Hill on like this 20, it's, it felt like it was 20 feet tall. I'm sure it was like 10, but I mean, my, the neighbor, neighbor kids, parents were like, call my mom. Like, why is my kid so dirty after playing at your house, at your house? <laughs> yeah. like, We've got a dirt pile in the backyard now. And yeah, my, my kids love, like all have little dirt piles here, there, everywhere. And they just want to crawl over it and run trucks on it. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. amazing. It's, it's great. You know, they were, they take their bikes up there, ride down the bikes, slide down on their butts. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then, um, as the summer, as the spring went on, we would chip away at the dirt pile, fill up these, these raised beds, you know? And, uh, so we can grow asparagus, um, in our area. So we took up all of the chain link fence from around the kennel and we made this big asparagus bed. And we planted um, raspberry bushes. We did our normal vegetables in the raised beds. Um, and then we did like fruit trees in the front yard. And then we, uh, we you know, we fenced it around the fruit trees, right? So, so we were setting up for like the long haul. My wife wanted like a garden. And I was like, yeah, I, I, get, I get wanting a garden. I'm like, well, you, you really want a fruit tree in the first year. Like if, if you got to pick. Pick the one that takes five years. Don't don't pick the one that's going to be done in three months, right? Yep. So we did that, uh, and um, yeah, it was it was it was really the first year. The first season was really nice. We were expanding so much. We were trying to do so much, right? And Joseph was like, because uh, uh, I was just telling him what I was going to do, right? I go. But man, I'm I'm so damn busy. He goes, Yeah, you're doing too much. And and I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm a like I work a lot. And so when I when I came home, I was working, but it was like cool work, right? Because it was new and fun and exciting. I'm like, ah, it's it's not that bad, you know. And um I said I'm I'm like, I'm just not exactly sure what I'm what I'm doing with everything, right? And so uh like when we first before I got the mower. I push mowed that lawn. It was like it was like a, a ten hour day to push mow the lawn. It was wild. So the the pole behind mower like cut down. So it was like this weird thing where like everything took all of my time. But like instead of like mowing the lawn for for like twelve hours or however long, eight ten hours or whatever, I was now mowing for four hours, which meant I had eight hours. I could use those eight hours to put to put over in this new direction, right? Yeah, and um. <clears throat> Uh, we needed firewood. So like, that was always a thing. It was always like, well, well, I need firewood. I'm going to cut up this wood, stack this wood, you know? So it was, it was definitely, it felt like you were chasing your tail the whole time, you know? 
and there were a lot of like beautiful moments in it. Um, and, uh, like, um, I got, a, I got a war with some woodchucks. It was actually, uh, it was actually a whole thing on Twitter because, uh, Joseph and uh, I don't know if you know, Jeff Putnam. He sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. So, so I've, I've known those guys before they were like big Twitter accounts. Right. So I've known most of like the big Twitter accounts, like in, in the, tw- I guess it's X now the space that I'm in. They've known me since I was like nobody on, on, I'm still nobody on Twitter, but like when I was like legitimately like only, only like a few people followed me and they were, they were all of the guys who ended up like blowing up. Right. So nice. these guys, these guys would like crack up because I would be like, I would post pictures of like what I was doing all the time. And this would be like home renovations. Like I was like wire in the garage and I would just take pictures of what I was doing. And, uh, and these wood checks kept eating my food, man. And I was, uh, I was getting real mad about it. And then I started getting real militant about it. I was, I was, I was like, I'm like, they need to go. And, uh, they're, they're like considered Bill Murray in Caddyshack. Yeah. 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 That was the comparison that kept coming up, you know, now yeah. I, you know, but, uh, I had a, uh, it was a pellet gun. It was a hunting pellet gun. I actually didn't, I don't have a 22. I have a, uh. I have a shotgun, I have a couple pistols, and I have a, a pistol caliber uh, rifle, right? So, um, and then I had this pellet hunting gun, and, it, and the, the woodchuck's like a smaller animal. I mean, it's a big, small animal, but it's like smaller, right? And so I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just going to shoot the pellet gun. It'll be fine. They'll kill him that way. And, uh, and, Everybody was laughing at me because I'd be like low crawling through the grass. You know, I'd have my little kill spots. You know, I'd, I'd make like a kill box. I'd bait him, you know, and uh, I'd shoot this guy in the head, man. He'd, he'd flow it, lay over and then he'd stand up, shake it off and walk away. It made me so mad. And I was talking to Joseph one time because I caught him. Right. I caught him. out. I'm very excitable when I when I am into something. Right. So sure. I see him. I get so geeked and I'm like, I'm like see him i'm gonna kill that bastard and i run and i get my uh i get my pellet gun right and joseph's in my ear going like dude that's that's not a big enough round to to kill him and i'm like i can't fucking hear you you know and he hit him in the head again he shakes it off walks like son of a god man he goes kyle he's like i'm sorry you can't kill him man and i and like later uh i finally decided to like uh um you know what a, a defensive round is is it uh, like for like a shotgun? So it's got like, um, okay, then no, no, it's for it's for uh, pistols. So it's a, uh, I had a hollow a hollow point soft fragmentated round. Okay, so basically, when the round hits flesh, it expands and it fragments into many pieces, creating a gigantic mess of the target. Right? Yeah, it's more like shrapnel based instead of like. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. It it, beca- it like basically becomes shrapnel after it's hit you, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I got sick of hitting this guy with the pellet, so I grabbed my my arsenal, right? <laughs> like, like, my, like my legit anti people bullets, and uh, and I got him right. And I've been I've been trying to get this guy for for months, months. He had wrecked, dude. He had wrecked so many of my plants, right? And he had kids in my pole barn. And so I had all these uh, uh, woodchucks. Well, I don't know if they were his or not, right? 
but like there were woodchucks in my pole barn and they'd come out and they were kind of stupid because they don't know they don't know that we're yeah. dangerous or not dangerous or whatever so they come out and they like run away and then they come back out again but um and my wife's telling me by the way this entire time you need to kill that guy he's killing my plants my wife's i married poison ivy like from batman uh so she loves plants <laughs> hates anybody who monkeys with her plants you know uh so i go outside I see this dude. Woodchucks climb trees, just so we're all clear. Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I until I saw this guy in the tree. And I was like, yeah, I was like, headshot. And I'm like, no, no, no. Go back to your training. Center mass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, I got him. And it was, I'm not going to lie, dude. It was crazy the amount of damage that round did to that thing. And uh, so proud. I was so proud. I had killed the mighty bear. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt. You know? Yeah. 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 Took a picture of it. Not the, not the animal, but I took a picture of, like, the, the tree because there was uh, a, a large trail, if you will. And uh, I go, yeah, yeah. I was, dude, I was geeked. I was like, I'm like, woo, mighty hunter. Go in the house, you know, <laughs> show my wife. And she just... I'm like, what happened? Like, why are you crying? I did exactly what you asked of me. And now there's this negative response. I don't understand. She goes, he was a dad. I'm like, he wasn't a dad before I shot him. Now all of a sudden he's a dad. Like what's happening here? You know? This was... <laughs> so... Yeah, that was wild. So I called dad. Joseph actually after, after that happened. I said, do what I do. He goes, bro, you don't show her the kill of what you've done. He's like, you just tell her it's gone. I was like, I thought she'd be proud, you know, because my wife grew up more country than I did. Sure. You know, it's he's right. Like, no, he's like, no, that's that's not how that works, man. Like, I, I guess, you know, whatever. So that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I won the woodchuck wars, but I lost that battle. Uh, definitely. Yeah, sure. Uh, so. So, yeah, let, let's roll it back just a little bit. Sure. Yeah. What got you interested in even trying to homestead at all. However you wanted to mine that. Yeah. Okay, so let's go... Let's take a pause and say what homesteading is or is not, right? This just for, like, clarity. Sure. Um, It's not not a hunter some years ago where, like, the government gives you land and you have to live off of it for, what what was it, seven years? I I don't remember. Whatever the hell it was, you know, and then, and then that. that's then you get your forty acres or however much it was. So there is no there is no technical homesteading anymore. You know, there's no there's no wild Native Americans trying to scalp you as you as you plant your cucumbers <laughs> in the in the front yard. You know, um, and and I never I never meant it that way. Uh, uh, there's also the uh, I guess you could you say like the YouTube thing where it's like this romanticized, like I do everything on my own. You know, I, I built the house from scratch. I milk my own cows that then gives me cheese and butter. Like I, I, I on average put in, uh, like a hundred to 130 hours on a paycheck. So, um, that's not what I would, and I can get, like I said, I can get called back at any time. So like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do homesteading. And like a, uh, cause I didn't use the word, the term, but it was, it was for, so people could have like an idea of what I'm doing. Right. For right. Me that meant, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just was agreeing. Yes. Yeah. So I used the term just to meant like I was trying to, to 
do more for myself and family by myself with my family. That's how I meant it. Right. Um, and the reason I want to do it, first of all, I always thought it would be cool to be a homesteader, like in the, like the, the, the hundred year sense, like, like here's your property and the world's against you make it happen. It's like, sweet. You know, like that's an right. awesome yeah. thought. Yeah. That's a cool thought. You know, like I, I, you know, I don't own a cowboy hat, but like if I had like the cowboy hat and the boots and you know, uh, uh like hell, even my dog, once I we were outside, my dog was sitting in the corner of our yard, looking out in the field. I was like, look at him post and watch, you know, like, like what, you know, I mean, he is cause he's a dog, but like there ain't nothing coming, you know, it's, it's just a fun, that part's like fun and kind of romantic. It like, I like Westerns and Cowboys and I like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the mountain men stories, you know? So that's yeah. all fun and nostalgic. Um, also, I don't trust hardly anything in our modern society. So there's that component. It's like, okay, well, uh, I have my own water. I have my own power. Well, actually, technically, kind of. Like, you kind of have your own power. Because, like, I had my own utility pole. That's not really what I meant. But, like, you lose power more often in the country. So I actually would have, I had my own generator, right, for power. I'm not saying I yes. produce my own gasoline, but I, don't get wild with the idea of it. But, like, I was more self-sufficient for a longer period of time than most people. And I liked the idea. Yep. And it was it was nice. Like, uh, like we made, like, when we made tomato sauce uh, for, like, spaghetti, we got tomato sauce, tomato bisque, and margarita uh and a margarita mix out of it. Same, same batch of tomatoes. It was all from the same process. That was really fun. That was really fun. It was really cool. And it was the best doggone food I'd had. Mm -hmm. That was the best tomato biscuit. It was the best, ma margar or, uh, uh, not margarita, um, Bloody Mary mix. Yeah, best, oh, okay. best marinara. Yeah. No, they, they were all fantastic. And so you have like these, and, and like the other thing is like the future, right? In five years, my asparagus will be ripe. In five years, my fruit trees will be producing fruit. In five years, um, I could turn, because like I said, the, the front yard is really big. I could turn half the front yard into a wild meadow that would encourage um, monarch butterflies and other native insects to come into my yard and have a good old time and attract the native species. It, you know, because I'm surrounded by farmland, keep in mind. I'm like, this place could be a haven for all of the animals around me. Not the deer, not the woodchucks. But all the other animals you know, that, uh, you know, to come and, and have a place to like hang out, you know, yeah. like we thought about putting a little gazebo out there or like a little pond. Like we had all these like ideas, you know, and we're like, it would be really cool if we could create a space where they're all, you know, kind of safe and comfy. I mean, they could eat each other, but like they don't, we don't have to worry about us like spraying pesticides on them or cutting, cutting them down with like a mower or whatever. And right. it would lower the workload for us. So like there was like a lot of these. I would say dreams of like making our world better, you know, which is actually why I, I named the project homegrown sanctuary because when I went home, like I love my family. I absolutely love my wife. I love my kids. You know, I love my dog, my dogs. I got, I actually got cats outside cats when we lived out there so they could like eat mice and stuff like that. Uh, they were fired by the way. Do not ever get a cat to eat mice. They, or uh, they just they're play either with lace. Yeah, yeah, they'll play with it, which I have a theory on that. Don't know if it's true. It's so they can practice killing it over and over and over again, right? Yeah, probably. But it, yeah, but if they're well fed or if they're fed, it doesn't matter if it gets away. 
Sure. You almost got to starve them to make them want it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yep. anyway, so, so there was that. Um, so it, like, it was, it was just a really, it was a fun idea. It was a fun project. I really like like the old timey stuff. I don't really trust the present or the future. So it kind of like fit into like all these concepts, all these ideas. And it was like, if we could create a space in this modern world where we're at peace and we have that we we've generated ourselves, it would be a really fun thing to have. And keep in mind, our first year doing this was 2020. So the whole world was going mad. Yes. And, and like, so, so everybody's like on lockdown. Everybody's like in my state, it was a, I don't remember the fine, but there was a fine for visiting your family on Thanksgiving. Oh, I forgot about that. That Michigan kind of went stupid. Uh, they, they went stupid pretty hard on a couple of things. Super hard. And like the governor, like her husband went up to get his boat out of the dock. Like we're all in lockdown. He's like, he's like, yeah, I just want to go sailing. I don't know if it was sailing. You know, don't, this is not a, a political analysis of it, of his sure. behavior. But the point is, is he's a dick. Might as well. And he's, been. he's yeah. like, you all stay in your houses. I'm going to go out in the water. It's like, and, and uh, thank, thank God for the clerk or whoever it was. Cause they basically said, um, cause he wanted to go to the front of the line to get his boat back out. And the clerk was like, no, I was like, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, good for you. Like make him just as miserable as the rest of us, you know? So, so we, we literally had a little sanctuary cause I bought the kids. Cause like, like on when my son's birthday party had to be canceled, right? Cause, cause everything was locked down. Fauci mm-hmm. was throwing the first pitch at a baseball game. I like, I can't tell you how angry I was by that. Right. Like angered. I'm like, my son's birthday's canceled, but you can throw the first pitch, you know? Uh, so I bought four wheelers for the kids. That was like, that was like my, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, guys. You can't really go anywhere anymore, but you could drive around in the yard. Like, you know, you know, so my kids like, you know, kind of got their first car at like, yeah, at like, uh, what would it be like seven or eight and like 10 or 12, you know? And so they're like, they're, they're ripping around the yard and, uh, it was a really good thing. It was a really good thing for us at that time, you know, um, the weather, I mean, it was, there was, uh, the property had like a lot of, uh, not a lot of shade in a lot of spots. So like it was very sunny, but it also had some woods. So you could like go in the woods and, and cool off. Uh, they actually had, they used to have a goat house in the woods. Right. So when we looked at, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. It was about four feet high. These posts were, and they put like a, a a metal sheet like a like a tin sheet on top okay. of it and just bolted it down and so like the inside right. was just, huh so just all right yeah no yeah like le- legit like it was it was rednecked up and there was like just like this hole there and um there was it was just filled with goat poop and like no grass like dry 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 dirt because it never saw rain and so like when before we bought the house we called it the goat poop house that was the name of the property, you know, for us was like the goat poop house. So like they had the goat poop house they would go play in. They had like the mounted dirt. They had the the four wheelers. So my my dream of of like quote unquote homesteading, which which is like being more sustainable, being more separated from society, not like a weird way, but kind of like you guys are being weird and I just want to be normal. 
you know, yeah. that that really was facilitated during that time, during that first year. It worked really well, you know. Very nice. So, so there's a lot of obvious reasons you wanted to get into it. I, the time, like your timing of it is very similar to mine. Um, we were building the house in 2019, finished March, 2020. And we had like just some really crappy raised beds that we started in 2019 where we were living in the house when it wasn't even completed yet. And just kind of like kept that going the following year. I think we got chickens in 2020 and, um, you know, little, little things like that. <clears throat> but sounds like you guys. So, so what are some other things that you also like added to? Cause, cause you had said that Joseph was telling you that you were doing too much. So what other kind of things were you, uh, trying to get done that first season? Oh man. Well, keep in mind the well, okay. So, um, I have, I have the problem with pattern recognition and knowing history. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my, a, my attention was diverted in a lot of ways. So I was still working full time. I did. I never got a break. You know, when everybody else got like two weeks off to go do whatever, I, I did not. I was I was actually given a pass so I could travel during those tumultuous times, you know, because God forbid I couldn't go to work, right? Uh, I said tongue-in-cheek, you know, it was fine. I, I'm glad I had my job the whole nine yards, right? Yep. And uh, uh, then we were doing the the property, and I was learning how to, how to care for the property, right? I was still moving in because I'd only lived there for four months, I think. Um and uh we burned through all of the firewood so firewood so quickly hmm. during the winter so i was like and 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 uh prior to like the sh them okay not to get into the covid thing i promise you like that's not the point of this but like when i when i saw them shut down italy i was like oh they're going to shut us down too because because I figured America would mimic a European country more than an Asian country because we're, we're made up predominantly of Europeans, people of European sure. descent, right? Yeah. Uh, not, a, not a lot of math, not a lot, not a big formula. It just kind of made sense to me. And so I ran with it, right? So then I, I bought, I stockpiled like all these different things because I figured they would shut down the stores like they did in Italy. So I, I you know, I had to buy all these things and um, one of them was toilet paper. Did not know that would be the thing that would run out. You know, but I, I, I bought, like, I stockpiled all these things, right? And then, um, uh, so those were all of the different uh, sources that were, like, pulling at my energy, right? As as I was, like, trying to, like, build this, this thing up. So it wasn't so much that, like, I was adding, like, chickens or goats or whatever. It was, it was that I was moving... I was gardening. I was building infrastructure because I was telling my wife the entire time. I'm like, we need to build the infrastructure first. Yeah, that, that has to be first. And yep. so that was that that was all of um of what. And plus, it takes a couple of years to even know what the issues are in the house you live in. That's true. Because like uh, they're all quirky. They they are yeah. So like like for instance like we had I believe three heating sources 
One was a propane, a, yeah, propane fireplace, natural gas, and then the wood boiler. The reason we use the wood boiler is because the the heat actually was felt better. It, sure. it felt like a it felt like a more moist heat, right? Um, what else was there? Oh, the, the mice. There were there were mice all the time, all the time. So many mice. Um, gross. What's I that? I hate mice. I said gross. I hate mice. I hate yeah. them so much. It, they don't like. I don't like them, but like. What what don't I like? I don't like people who smell bad, right? Like so, like if we're like you know, so like if I, if I see a mouse, I'm like I'm like, hey, he's doing his mouse job. You know what I mean? If if there's like a smelly person, I'm like, dude, you can take a shower. Like you have all of the ability to take care of your own hygiene. A mouse is just being a mouse, which is why I had a cat. No, I actually got three cats to be a cat and then eat the mice that are being mice. So to me, I was like, I wasn't mad at the mice. I was mad at the cat for not eating the mice, you know? So like the mice would run across the room. I'd be I like, guess. yeah, I like the mouse would run across the room. Like, are you, are you not going to handle that? And it would lay there, watch it and go, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, oh, man, you're so fired. So then I had to, then I actually did this whole mouse trap thing <laughs> that ended up happening. You know, I used, I bought this mouse trap that um, you base, it has like a pit or the, uh, where you put the bait. And so it would basically try to get into the pit. The, the trap would close, you know. Um, but the best mousetrap is a five-gallon bucket with water, and you put peanut butter on the, the outside. Yeah. And yeah, best mousetrap ever, man. I killed, I don't know, like six, eight, ten mice a night with that thing, man. But, but like, you're fighting. For me, I was fighting field mice. I'm surrounded by fields. It's like, what? I'm not going to win that war, you know? <laughs> like... So no, every it, it time just... I pick up something in the yard, because I, I don't mow anything here. It's a complete waste of my time. Every time I pick something up in the yard, I'm like, oh, that's an old mouse nest. Like 50-50 shot of a mouse still being in there. And so like my, my son will go and like look for me or I'll, if I'm moving like an old wood pile. Yeah. Like, hey, can you spot spot mice for me or whatever? So I'll go to pick something. like, I saw one over there. I'm like, oh, right here. He goes, yep. I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. I can see how that could be like a little mouse hole. And um, and so like I pick it up and like the the adult, probably like the mom or whatever, will run off and he'll go chase it while I, you know, take care of all the all the babies <laughs> that are that they're nice and warm. It's like where where'd they all go? I don't know. Mystery, absolute mystery. Yeah, magic. Yeah. Um. So, you know, a rat terrier was like bred to like constantly seek out rats, right? Yeah. I wonder if that would work for mice. Like, I hate. Like, I don't. I I work a lot, so like, I don't want to do any extra jobs. Yep. So that's why I got the cat. So I'm like, I'm like thinking, like, I wonder if like an outside rat terrier would just like find mice because that's kind of a rat. It's like a baby rat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think you just have to quit feeding your cats and they'll figure it out. Yeah, I know. The problem is I got I got two girls. Oh, I got three women. I got my wife and two daughters. Man, and the and my son. My son's a sweetheart, man. He's a good boy, like a uh, like a real manly boy, but like he's he's got a big heart on him. The idea of because I said I'm like we're not gonna feed these cats. They're the the protest. The protest. You're not gonna feed these cats. You're not gonna feed the kittens. They're so, they're babies, daddy. They're babies. You're not gonna feed babies. It's like. 
get a fourth cat or a fifth cat that and don't tell anybody just don't tell anybody that they're like where are these cats coming from i you know what i wish i had done that that's actually a fantastic plan if i had just set the cats outside and then just ignored their existence like they did not exist that probably would have worked i could have probably blamed the neighbors and said like oh it's probably their cat and just let it roll see what happened yeah and so then you just you either all the now four or five cats all just get the same amount of cats for, or uh, food for three cats or somebody picks up on it and then starts giving more food and then so you need even more cats and that's how you end up with 10 cats this year. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking as you were doing the formula i was like i don't i don't know if, I, I think i might start a cat farm at this point <laughs> yeah make sure they're all spayed and neutered oh man but yeah no, that that's that's what was pulling me in so many different directions. Uh, I also had a side gig at the time. I actually I was I was writing uh, professionally at the time as well. So really? there was nice. Oh yeah, and I was and I was trying to do my my own online business thing. So I was I was personally running three jobs. Or uh, I was an employee, right? Mm -hmm. I was an uh, an outside contractor, like a ten ninety nine writer, right? And I was trying to run my own business trying to finish moving in, trying to, to, to do the, the beds and everything else, trying to uh, maintain the property, trying to learn it, trying to get the firewood. Like it was just, that's what he meant by so much. Yeah. It was just, it was every minute was filled every day, you know? And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty wild. So like, it was definitely very, very busy, but like there were a lot of moments where like if you could just pause, you would just be like, "Oh man, that's so pretty," you know, or like, uh, or you'd be doing something, you know, like, um, like I I have to like move wood or whatever. Like I I would do like this wild stuff, man. I just record it, you know. So like mm -hmm. I would like try to yank dead limbs out of the trees with the with the the front winch, the four wheeler, you know. Like and and people are like, "Dude, don't do it." I'm like, "It'll be fine." Like don't don't worry about it, you know. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just kind of like doing my own thing and. And it was, it was just like a lot of fun. You know, um, one of my buddies on Twitter, he's not on there anymore. He said, you're the manliest man who screams I've ever heard. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Cause I would do stuff like I would tie, like, like I said, I'd tie like a strap to like this dead, this dead branch, you know, which are called widow makers. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I just hit the gas, of the four wheeler and the branch would, fall down I, and it was like a movie i was trying to like outrace like the the branch sometimes even though it's four-wheeler good yeah yeah then the branch fall me and i'm recording the whole thing because because i think it's funny you know like uh, a lot of people do things for clickbait but like i i would uh not sell anything so like there was really no point to it you know i was sure. just kind of like i'm like ah, look what i'm doing you know and yeah. uh and so people like enjoyed watching it and so i'd be running off of this bread <laughs> of me and and everybody have a good laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a good time. It was a good time. I was too busy. I was working too much. But the, I I don't want to make it seem like it was dark and dreary. Right. It was. Um. There was a lot of there was a lot of fun, and uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed most of it. Yeah. The first year. The first year was was definitely the best year being out there. So what were a couple of things that you did that like worked and, you know, were successful? 
the asparagus patch that was that was by far the the most successful thing um so here here's the thing like when you buy like a lot of seeds or a lot of starts it, it's good to have like a warranty on them i know that sounds kind of strange but if you plant if you plant this crop and because you're paying you're paying for it like quite a bit if you're if you're doing it in uh in bulk you know and when i say bulk i don't mean like i you know there were acres and acres i had uh i had three acres of land so like don't picture you know gigantic amounts but like if you're spending say three five hundred bucks on on friggin berry bushes you want all of the berry bushes to come in like you spent three to five hundred bucks on berry bushes so you get something to where you're like like you could take a picture or like tell them straight up like like hey um you know three of the three of the ten didn't make it and they'll be like oh no problem would you like the exact same thing or would you like something different hmm. you know or like something of equal value and then you could like switch them out you know so that was yeah. important um fencing fencing was was very important for like the fruit trees uh deer are uh basically gigantic rabbits man they're terrible creatures they um they just come in and they're they're they eat like it's a buffet you know look like it like it's a free buffet and that it'll just like like nobody put any effort into it they'll take a nibble here and a nibble here and then they'll poop over there you know it's just so it's so obnoxious you know um so uh fencing was very important to keep them away from my trees uh what else was successful oh this is gonna sound like a kind of a weird successful thing when i bought my four-wheeler i actually got the the guard for underneath of it so when i wanted to make a new trail i would simply run into the brush over and over and over until uh i won that's good play right yeah the skid play yeah 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 yeah. and i made dude i made so many trails it was like you could race around in my like the, the woods were like an acre but like we used to play tag in the woods on the four wheelers because like nice. yeah yeah it was great because like okay so my son my son's was like no it was my daughter sorry my my son's this was crap I, it was a Chinese one you know I don't remember what the brand is but it was absolute like steaming pile of garbage the chain would never stay on pretty sure the frames broken like whatever right my daughter same brand was amazing. It was uh, it was pretty quick. It was actually my, my favorite one to ride. I'm, I'm like a 200 pound male. It was mm-hmm. my favorite one to ride because like it had enough get up to go, but like you could turn quickly on it and you'd sure. get that sway going. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, well, the back end drags a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you mm-hmm. can like I could turn it and I could do a wheelie like on the two wheels on the side and I do a circle with it. You know, I'd roll it over. You know, to the kids up that was awesome. Like, whoa, look yeah. what dad can do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then I hear my wife, Kyle, stop doing that. You're going to teach about to do bad things. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, uh, the, the least fun four wheeler was actually the brute force because it was so big. It was so uh, heavy. It was so fast. And you needed to go fast to make it because that's the, that's the thing about like driving in general. If, if you're pushing the vehicle to its limit, whatever that limit is, when you turn, you feel it in the vehicle. The vehicle's saying, this is what I can do, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a nice pucker factor that comes in with that. Well, that brute force, I mean, I bet you you could turn at like 60, 70 miles an hour. Guess what I'm not doing in my woods? No, it's like legit. This thing was so fast. 
It was so fast. I actually, I accidentally, I want to make this word clear, accidentally did a wheelie with me and my son on it. Like he was sitting in front of me and he goes, all right, let's go. I said, all right, let's go. And I, and I hit the throttle like too hard on accident. And we just went, whoop, boom. And he goes, I'd like to get off now. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it was, it was no fun because it was too much. It was too much to have fun on. It was great for plowing snow, great for all the, all the things, not great for racing around in the woods. So we used the kids. Right. Yeah. You know, um, my, my dad's got two jet skis. So, uh, I grew up in Minnesota, 10,000 lakes, blah, blah, blah. So we have these two jet skis and the, the first one that we got, it's max seat is like 40, 45 miles an hour. And the second one that we got a couple of years later, it's max speed. is like 70 miles an hour and it's much bigger. And so like you, I've, I've done it once where like I go full throttle and I try to like turn to like, you know, do like this spray of water. What didn't happen was that I stayed on the jet ski. What happened was it threw me off and I skipped across the water <laughs> And like, it's got one of those tethered keys. And so like it shuts off and then I have to like go swim back to it. So I actually like the smaller one better. Yeah. Because I can go 40 miles an hour and like lean into it and do like that spray of water. And like, you know, you're holding on really tight. So you don't just fly off. And like, even if you do fly off, it's at almost half the speed as the other one. So it's not going to like kick you that hard. So yeah, I get what you mean. Like me and my wife were trying, this is before I realized the brute force was no fun, right? I was, I was doing the trails with my wife and there was, it was me and my wife was behind me. And I was, I like to, I like to go fast. I like to turn fast. Right. In fact, there was this little part of the the property. This was where the brute force was fun. You could hit it and you could, you could jump the, the four wheeler. Okay. Nice. But you would land really close to the hill that was like to the shoulder of the road. So it was, it was. It was like a high fun, high risk thing, right? So the more fun you had on the jump, the scarier the landing, Mm -hmm. okay? And uh, I think like 40, 45 was like when I stopped and I almost went down the hill. And I was like, okay, well, that's because I'm I'm that guy. I'm like, oh, that was fun. Let's see if we can do a little faster. That was fun. Let's see if we can do a little faster. And all of a sudden, you'll, you'll be like in the air going like, this isn't any fun anymore. Like you, yep. you know, before you land, like that was too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the first time me and my wife were racing around, I took this corner, but like, cause I made sure that the, the wood trails had like a lot of curves in it. That way, that way you could kind of get into it. It's no fun going straight. Right. right. And, uh, I rolled, I rolled it. I rolled it immediately. Rolled me and my wife on the four wheeler. She's, you know, we're on the ground. She's, you know, smacking me. She's like, Kyle, you, you rolled it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I never, you know, pick it back up and pick her up. And we had some bruises, but I like how you do the four, you picked up the four wheeler first and then your wife. Well, it was on her. It it wasn't. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like it was, it was like, like it was, it was on both of us, but like I, I pulled my leg out to, to get it off of her, you know? No, it was, uh, I was being chivalrous by getting it off of her. You're like, are you okay, baby? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, no, I'm talking to the four wheeler. <laughs> no, no, that thing was hot. I, I wanted to get it off my wife. Like, it was, yeah, I it bet. Was I put my hand on the engine of a 
of a dirt bike before. Fast, not not yeah. good. That's like uh, the first time I found. I didn't know what that cigarette cigarette lighter in the van is. You know the one that you push in. It sits oh, there. Oh yeah, nine. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I go, that's orange. I wonder what that means. Ow! Oh my. Yeah, and then you got that mark on your finger for like a month. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So where did it? Where did things start getting difficult? Um. Jeez. Well, bad luck played a, a factor. Um, sometimes we go through seasons that are that are harder than others, just in general. Sure. It's it's nobody's fault. It just just is what it is. Um, so I I went through that period, and it started. I believe it started in late twenty twenty one. Or the beginning. It, anyway, it was a it was a few year process. Um, the the house the house wasn't bad, but like there were issues with the house. Like for instance, like we always had plumbing issues. Um, so, and I have little kids, so like little kids use a lot of toilet paper, right? Yeah. So they changed the code uh, of of the housing to where the vent for the toilet can also be the the drain for the toilet right so the theory okay. is is the water can go down and the air could go up and it shouldn't be an issue um the problem is is there's a buildup that happens along the pipe and it ends up closing the pipe up off and then what happens is the the toilet ends up flooding you know like like you took a big poop in it you know what i mean like that style you know yep. and then it'll it'll sometimes recede it will sometimes overflow so i had these uh you know, the kids were always having problems in their bathroom with the toilet. I'm like, I'm like, okay. You know, so I get a, uh, a plumber in there after a couple times and finally they took the top toilet seat out and they had to actually drill through the pipe. And, um, the, the plumber guy was like, well, it wasn't even a plumber. It was the guy, whoever the hell's above the plumber, like a rotor rooter type guy, you know, he goes oh, so like snake the pipes to like get, get it cleaned out or no. Not, not, not staking. When I say drill, I, I mean like drill, like, uh, mm. like oil, like you're going to go for oil style. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a drill bit, like something to Got it. pipe up. Yeah. And so, so the guy comes down and he goes, Hey man, uh, I'm going to make some noise. I want you to know, tell me if it sounds bad. And I said, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I'm like, do you, do you mean mechanically bad? Right. Cause I'm, I'm real blue collar. So like blue collar guys can talk to me in like a way, you know what I mean? That's fun. Yep. Yeah. I, so, I was an electrician for like five years. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm like, you mean like mechanical bad or or what type of bad? He goes mechanical bad. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting up there and, and he told me, he goes, it's, it's going to sound bad to begin with. So let me know when it changes to like a bad noise. I'm like, all right, I'm sitting down there and man, it, all of a sudden, it was like a mechanical, like grinding bad, right? Because it was trying to push through all of this toilet paper and poop in the pipe, and it was—I guess it was just clogged up there. I don't know. And all, I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's bad. He stops. He goes, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to push through it." I'm like, right, "Okay." And he, and it was all—it was all good. That was like nine hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, something like that. And then, uh, like two weeks later, we would have, um something else fail and that was like 500 1200 bucks so like this this pattern of like 
things you couldn't predict just like started happening. Right. Okay. And I'm like, and I was like, I'm like, or was that the last year? It kind of blended together. Honestly, like, kind of, you know, when you would get on a roller coaster, like sometimes you're, you're like, it just starts and you're not sure exactly what happens. You just remember like the turns that sucked the most or, or like that were the most fun. And then like the rides over. Right. Yeah. That was like the last two years living there. Um, Damn. It, like there was a lot of things that just kept coming up that you couldn't predict that were also very expensive. Like I bought a, um, a steel chainsaw, right? I, uh, I went to my buddy's house to cut firewood. I'm cutting this firewood, you know, and, and by the way, this is like, I think it was called the farmer's chainsaw, something like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm kind of farming. Like that's gotta be like the perfect chainsaw, right? I'm not even farming, you know? gotta be gotta be right based on the name alone because i'm a good shopper um <laughs> i i overused that chainsaw to the point where like it was like making a noise i said oh maybe it has to like warm up or something you know because it was like making a funny noise and then i uh was i talk? i think i was talking to joseph on the phone telling him what i was doing that day and um I, hold on i take my earphone away. i'm like like dude i gotta go i shut that thing off man uh, I take it to the the steel dealership, the local one. I said, "Dude, it's making this noise." I said, "It's gonna give me trouble for for like a week." Oh, by the way, I took vacation to cut this firewood. I took time off work, like a week, you know, to cut firewood for the winter, right? And I take kind of nice. Guy. Not gonna lie, dude, it fucking sucks. It's not fun. No, it's dude. It was it was so. It it sounds fun. Okay, so like there's a lot. Okay, so for instance, like this morning. I'm, I'm on all electric heat, by the way, so I don't have to do any of that crap. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So okay. Let's let's paint a picture for firewood, right? Because it does sound kind of fun and nostalgic. Like, oh, oh, Kyle took a vacation and then he went in the woods and he cut firewood. Oh, poor Kyle. Oh, I'd love it. First of all, go fuck yourself. Nobody ever says I'm going to take a vacation, go travel to somebody else's woods and cut wood for his house. Okay. If that was a fun activity, you assholes would go do it for fun. Nobody pays to go do that, all right? Second of all, there were things that looked fun in the moment that aren't really fun. I was driving to work. There was a dude who was plowing the railroad in a truck, right? He's in a pickup truck. There's a little plow. He's driving around the thing, and he's pushing right. the stuff. And, and I'm driving. I go, man, that's an awesome job. I wish I had that job. And then I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want that job at all. <laughs> like, you're driving, you're driving like 15 miles an hour. You, you can't deviate. You're just going straight down the rails. I'm like... That would be a fun little chore. It'd be a fun little sure. chore. Cutting firewood is a fun little chore. It is not a fun vacation. It is not a fun weekend hobby. It is not because because what I would have to do because I my woods weren't mature or big enough to like really harvest right, and plus the the stuff that was down was like mangled together, so it wasn't even like down logs, you know, like where you could just like walk up to the log and you could cut it up and then haul it away. It was like in like all of this, like new growth, it was just a tangled mess. So I was like, "Well, this looks awful." So I'll go to my buddy's house. Thirty minutes one way, okay. I'm gonna fill up my uh, my the truck, my bed truck, right? That is a third of a cord, okay. I need fifteen cords of wood to make it through the winter. Fifteen full cords of wood, okay. Holy crap, that's a lot. Yeah. I know it's a lot. I can only do a third at a time. So I drive out there. Third of a cord. I then go, huh? A third of a cord. Yeah, that's that's what 
Yeah, that's what fits in the bed of a truck, approximately. Wow. All yeah. right. So um, I, I go out in his woods. I walk into his woods, verify what I can cut, what I can't cut, blah, blah, blah. Right? Cut it, walk it back out, stack it in my truck. As uh, he has turkeys, as they are scratching and shitting all over my truck, right? And I'm like, which doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the truck guy who keeps his truck nice. I'm the truck guy who runs it until it dies. Like yep. legitimately gives up the ghost. And I'm like, I'm sorry to see you to go, boo. And then I buy another one and do the exact same thing. That's the kind of truck I am. So, but like, you know, there's that. And I would do that like run after run after run after run after run after run after run. And then I cooked my chainsaw. Right. So then I go to the dealership and I said, I need you to fix this chainsaw. And he goes, it'll be a week or two. Well, I'm on vacation for a week. I'm like, I, I guess I need another chainsaw. So then I bought a $900 chainsaw because that was the, it turns out the one I bought, the mid range, the mid range one was for cutting up wood in your front yard in the fall. The ambient temperatures were cool. The workload is low and you're going to take lots of breaks. So I had to buy the professional grade chainsaw because I was cutting wood up. Oh, just, just, yeah. So now I'm, now I'm out a thousand dollars. Still not having any fun. Drive back. And my buddy's showing his house. Actually, th in this situation, my buddy's showing his house to sell it. Right? So he gave me, like, free rate. He goes, cut it whatever you want to. I don't give a shit. You just can't be here when somebody goes to, to look at it to buy it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm cutting everything I can cut up. And I'm and he goes, um, I don't think it matters anymore. He goes, you can use my trailer. I said, okay. Uh, my buddy's Native American, right? And uh, I drive it for, like... I don't know, a few days. And I, I come back and I go, hey, man, I noticed there's there's not a license plate on the trailer. I'm pretty sure trailers are supposed to be licensed. And he goes, yeah, the white man took my uh, land. I'm not paying him for a license plate. I said, okay, fair enough. You know, because I, I don't care. You know, like I'm right. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy who's like, like, you can believe almost anything and it does not face me i do not give a shit it whatever and i mean from extreme right to extreme left i am i personally am like jfk that's the only politician i've ever listened to that i thought that makes sense that is a reasonable position you know mm -hmm. so that's that's me i think you should both care about the working class and try to have a prosperous country you should have a strong military and not kill other people like i that's that's kind of where i sit on everything right so anyway, and he's kind of like uh, um, more of a libertarian, you know, like live and let live. I shouldn't have to interact with the government, which once again, does not phase me at all. So yeah. I'm like, well, what, what do I do if I get pulled over by the cops with this trailer? That's not mine. with No license plate. He goes, tell him I'm selling it to you. I'm like, are you selling it to me? He goes, no. I'm like, so I don't understand what you want me to do, bro. Are you telling me to drive an unlicensed trailer and then lie to the police if I get pulled over? He goes, yeah, if you want to see it that way, yeah, you can do that. He goes, if you don't want to, and, and I was like, I'm like, all right. And he goes, if you don't want to do it, just just don't use the trailer. I said, all right. And so I, I start weighing the options in my head, right? I'm like, I'm like, you know, it saves me like three hours, <laughs> you know, using this trailer, <laughs> you know. So, so I was like, I'm like, uh, I guess, you know what I mean. So yeah, so that happens. Um. 
what else so oh yeah 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 so so you load up the trailer and then uh or i'm sorry you load up all the wood right then you have to unload it then you have to stack it now because the the boiler is in the uh the pole barn we act i actually stacked the wood in the pole bar okay because that way it was easier to feed and i could gauge how much wood i had throughout the winter so it was this whole process. I would actually stack it about six to eight feet high because that was like a safe, safe uh, hike to like pull it off from top. Because this is the other thing. Um, I won't give you many pro tips, but I will tell you like the ones uh, like I remember, right? You don't want wood falling on you. That's a that's a good pro tip, right? So make that sure. Is a good pro tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you want to make sure that you can always handle it and that you can stabilize the stack as you're pulling them off, right? So don't don't go on your tippy toes. Don't have your arm fully extended. You know, make sure that. Um, so what I like to do actually is I like to stack all of my wood like you see in the nice like Hallmark movies where like they're nice and long and all faces. But on the edge where there's no wall, I stack them the other way, so they don't mm-hmm. just don't roll out right. Yep. And then on the other side was the wall, the pole one. So that was uh, uh, that was that was the whole thing. Like like firewood took up legitimately i bet you i spent 10 to 20 hours doing firewood a week wow well because i because i had to source it right i had to yeah. source it and nobody would call me back dude i'm trying to give people money to give me dead logs like it's not you know do you know what i mean yeah and to get a quarter wood dropped off at your house or something no and, and nobody would do it like nobody would do it they're like the weight laws people the cops are gonna pull me over because of weight oh yeah yeah, like in your area, the cops will pull me over. I don't want to deal with that. Weird. Yeah, and like I had other guys. Like I'm like I'm like, hey, uh, one guy like he he did deliver wood like in a dump trailer, right? I'm like, hey, can you can you come deliver me wood? He goes, I would, but I'm in Alaska, on uh, like uh, doing like a, a fishing, uh, like he's on like one of those things where you go catch fish in the ocean or crabs or whatever they do up there. I don't care. And so he's like, I'll call you when I get back. Yeah, he never did. So like, so like I had like these flaky contractors and then I had these contractors that, who weren't flaky, but they're like, I won't deliver it so you can come get it. So then I would have to drive like 30, 40 minutes one way for a third of a, for, for like a third of a cord. And I had to, wow. and I had to pay them per, per load. Right. So you're, you're talking. So 20 hours a week sounds crazy, but if I'm spending two hours, say two hours on a load and I'm doing that once a day. Right, you're talking what, what was that 10, 15 hours right there? Yeah. Say on say on Saturday I do two, three loads. Now I'm at twenty. And I'm and I'm not really making a dent in what I need. Right. Right. It's 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 it was wild. It was absolutely wild. Um so that was that was a really frustrating thing. Um and and propane prices started going up, you know. So I so I was I was spending all this money to get this firewood. While the pro and my wife's like, oh, you don't have to. We can do propane, but the propane just spiked, right? Uh, and I was buying it once a year, so it'd be like six, nine hundred bucks. But I just spent a grand on the chainsaw. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, it was it was just like it was so many like things like that. You know, it it, it really felt like I just couldn't. It started to feel like I wasn't gonna win. Like I would do one thing, and I'd be like. Oh, that was a good thing. And then boom, this other thing would just break. And I'm like, oh, that that doesn't feel good, you know? And uh and the fun went away is what happened. It 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 really went from like um 
this will be in it. Cause I, Oh, here's the thing. Like I wanted like chickens and goats and uh, like, I wanted a milking cow. Right. Mm -hmm. And my, like, and my wife's like, like, Oh, that's, that's going to be crazy. You're gonna have to milk it twice a day. I'm like, like, who, who cares? It's like 15 minutes twice a day. What do you care? You go out there, you, you yank on its udders, you put it in a bucket. There you go. You're all done. Right. She's like, I don't want that stuff. I'm like, I mean, like, I get it. I'm like, well, how about goats? She goes, I don't want goats. I'm like, I mean, we talked about all these things prior, right? Now, now we don't want them. She goes, we're, we're way too busy. I'm like, we are way too busy, but like, I don't know why I would want to stay here if all I'm doing is going to work and then going back to work. Cause at the time I was very busy and then finding time to write and then trying to like, cause I was doing a podcast at the time and I was trying to like create this material and I really didn't have time for it. To be honest, I, what I should have done in hindsight is I should have let stuff go. Right. But I was so stubborn and I was, I was always working and I really, I was never, ever worked so hard. You're, you're not really noticing things that anybody else could have noticed. Say, say that again. You work so hard I, I, that you're noticing things that nobody else could have noticed or you're not noticing you, things. No, no, you, you don't notice things that anyone else would have noticed. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like your job to notice these things, but you missed it and so did everyone else. No, no, no. What I mean is, is I was working so hard, right? And I was so focused on that, that I could not see that my biggest problem was that I was always working. Oh, yep. Okay. Because, because I, I wouldn't even take a break to like relax. So what I would do when I was off is I would basically like just drink beer while I continued to work. Right. Yep. And, uh, I, I have, a, I have a lot of really hardworking friends and then that year, not all together by any means. There was no intervention, but like some of them would say like something like, I, I wouldn't want your life. Or they would say like, um, I would, I would, I would walk off the job if I was you or, uh, you, you work too much. Like they would, and, and that was it. It wasn't a critique. They weren't telling me I was wrong. They weren't telling me I was misbehaving. Like there was nothing like that. Sure. They they were just simply like, like they're like, you're like what you're doing sounds miserable to me in a in a very kind way. Right. Right. And um they were right to be to be very honest. They were completely right. It was way too much for one person to do. Um and I was trying to do it all. And uh to be honest, like um my background kind of helps with this. Like in the military, like you're, you don't really say like, well, I'm tired now. You know, like, like I haven't gotten my eight hours of sleep in a while. You know, you, it's like, no, 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 you, you have a job. You're, you're doing your job. This is how you provide for your family. Sh you know, shut up, finish what you're doing. And then you can take a break when the work's over. The yep. problem was, is there was no break. There was no, right. there was no end to the work. So it was just, like two years of just, just doing it. And, yeah. um, like, dude, I never gardened when I was out there. Like I, I may have spent like an app, like maybe one or two afternoons pulling weeds. That's all I did. I, I, like I rewired the garage. I insulated the garage. I got, I hauled firewood. I moved stuff in. I, uh, I mowed the lawn. I, uh, I, I built, I, I built a, uh, um, the throwing, you know, the throwing axes, the, uh, 
the hatchets, the hatchet, the throwing hatchets. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I built a big old bullseye in my backyard to throw hatchets at, right? And nice. uh, yeah, it was it was legit. Uh, here's the thing: it matters which way the wood grain is. Oh, I assumed you were using a big cookie, but you're talking about uh, just using dimensional lumber. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I put the grain the wrong way. Okay. So which way did you put it? Which way is it supposed to go? Okay. So, so I put it horizontally, right? Okay. And so what happens is when the hatch. Oh, yep. The, yeah. hits the horizontal grains. It says, uh, nope. And it throws it back at you. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But if you if you do it the other way, where the grains are like the right way, it would it would sink into the wood, right? That makes so sense. like, so like, um, it was it was tons of fun, like building it, like it was, and it, I did it all out of like heavy lumber because I'm like, I'm like this thing will last forever, and then I finish it, I throw it, it bounces back at my face. I'm like, are you friggin' serious? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and I and I record it, and I'm like, like boom, and I'm like, I'm like, why? And everybody's like, the grains the wrong way. It, it was so much because I had already painted it, dude. I had already painted it and everything. So I would have had to like take this gigantic rectangle of, of different boards and then just rotate it, you know? Yep. And I was like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be such a nightmare. Fuck that. And I just left it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was like, I'll shoot it with a gun. I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I just, you, <laughs> just, you know, so it was, it was just like, um, so even like even like I said, even though I was very busy, very I I still made stuff for that, but even that stuff was like, no, nah, that still didn't work. And it was like, why? Like why? <laughs> you know? Yep. So that that was happening. Um, the economy changed a lot too, and so um, starting in twenty twenty late twenty twenty one or early twenty twenty two, I think early twenty twenty two. The economy really changed for us personally. Sure, uh, I had I had some things like happen at work that um, were not beneficial to to myself or my family, and so like my wife went back to work, right? And so okay. now my wife now my wife's working, and now her load just went up by eight hours, like, um, and now, but what? But like, uh, like. Oh, so like the first, the second year it was okay. Cause like my wife was like doing plant stuff, selling plant stuff, you know, doing the gardening stuff that was still happening. So when, when that stopped and she went back to work now, all of a sudden, not only did we have kids, dog, cats, now we had plants to take care of, right? Mm -hmm. Both house plants and, and vegetable plants. And all of a sudden it's like, there's, there's like no time, no time anymore for fun. And things are still going wrong all the time. But there's like less money to handle it with, right? And there, and like now it's it's year three. I never got a single chicken. I, I didn't build a coop. There, like I had a goat house in the in a woods that was like partially fenced. Never got a goat. No, I knew the milking cow was like asking for the moon. I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping if I if I tried to sell her on on milking cow. I could end up with like funny goat, like fainting goat, because a fainting goat sounds amazing. You know, like I would just walk up and and it would just fall over. I'm like, that would be <laughs> a, an amazing aspect of my life, right? Um, but like, we didn't have any of that stuff, and and now it was like, okay, so we have 
because I wanted the animals. Like I love, I love like creatures and people and, and you know, my wife loves plants. So like we did the plant thing. Oh shit. I got to tell you about the hoop houses. I'm so sorry. Uh, let me yeah. back up a real quick thing. So mm-hmm. uh, the first hoop house definitely died the first winter. Okay. And then my wife and I, uh, no, my wife was like, I want to do it again, but we're going to go bigger, better, stronger. I said, amazing. Let's, let's do that stuff. Right. And so we built these, we bought these two big ones. They were about, uh, two, they were two, like about $250 each. They were very big and it was, uh, a metal frame with like a plastic layer and it had zippers at each end. Right. And, uh, do you know what an auger is? Yep. It, okay. So, so we augered them into the ground. Right. Okay. And then we, uh, we did rocks all on the, on the edges of all of the plastic that was not, uh, um, you know, on, on the, on the walls, the, the ceiling stuff. So it's, it's way by, down by rocks. It's augered to the ground and it's, uh, and it's tent staked to the ground. Okay. Inside we have these raised beds, right? Windstorm came in, killed all of them. Actually picked them like, like blew one into the other. And then as it flew up into the air, they had uh tent sex and then landed right where the old pole barn was when it got wrecked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah it that was, that it was... wind will wreck will wreck a lot of things. There is um I visited a Twitter friend a couple months ago up in northern Montana, and the wind got so strong. They have a metal frame uh greenhouse and like mm-hmm. you know square uh tubing doors i think it's I think it's aluminum the hinges the wind was so strong the hinges pulled themselves apart and the doors came off i'm not i do not doubt it i don't because these these things were so mad oh by the way just so you know i put them so the wind would hit like hit the small side and they were in line. So like it would go even... over. No, no, it, it wouldn't go over the, the, the broad side. It would go over the door. And, and so like it was the narrowest part and I had them in line. So the second one wouldn't even get the gust. Like the first one did. Yep. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Wow. Yeah, man. It, it was just, it was just a lot of, a lot of that, you know, um, I totally get why most of the homesteaders didn't make it like legit, sure. like, like not even, not even trying to be silly or like dramatic. Um, because like, let, let's be quite honest. If my tomatoes failed, it doesn't really matter. It does. It doesn't matter. If my asparagus all got burnt, it, it doesn't matter. Right. We're trying to do this to like, like improve our lives. Right. And as we're doing it, we're sitting there going like, this is objectively worse. Like, like, like it was, it was just like, like we, we tried to do too much, uh, and and like we there was like I said, this it was not the homesteading lifestyle that that made us tired, right? We no. we really liked that part. It was everything kept going wrong for so long. It basically became like a, a, a you know the you know the idea of like a sunk cost where you're like trying to like yeah. oh I've already invested so much sunk cost like Alice. like me and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my, me and the kids, like, we were just like, I just look at the kids. I said, because they were like, like, we don't play anymore. I said, I know. I'm like, I like to play. I want to play. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I yeah, I can't remember the last time I got to play. And we were all like, we want to play. I'm like, yes, yes, let's all play. Yes, let's sell this house and go back to town and play. Like, that sounds amazing, right? Is and, that what it took? Uh, for for that, me, that moment with your kids? Yeah, well, I already had that feeling because I was starting to get really angry. Like, mm-hmm. me personally. Because, dude, I don't know if you've ever, like, lived uh, a segment of your life where, like, well, first of all, there's there's a segment of your life where everything you does turns to gold. And all of a sudden, like, you're Superman, right? You're like, you're like I could do nothing wrong. You know, I got a beautiful wife. I got amazing kids. And I am doing fantastic. And then the winds turn. And all of a sudden, you're like, dude, I got this wife. I got these kids. Everything I do turns to shit. You know, it's just like, it, it's like, it's like the polar opposite. You know what I mean? Sure. And I was like, you know, for, so for me, like I wanted, I didn't want out of the property, but I wanted out of the chores because, because like it just went from work chores. And then I had my side stuff. Don't forget that work. Then I had my personal thing that I was trying to build work. And then I had sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it was just again, it was seven days a week of that. And it was just, it was just too much, man. It was just too much. And it wasn't my employer's fault. It wasn't my, like the, the other company I was working for independently. It was not their fault. It wasn't even like my stuff. It was like, it wasn't the garden. It wasn't any one thing. It was just way too much. It was just way too much that I I was doing. And, uh, and honestly, dude, I lost, I lost the fun. It just wasn't fun anymore. I had more, like, think about this conversation, right? I had more fun trying to kill that chipmunk, that, or not the chipmunk, the woodchuck, right? That was wrecking my garden than I did trying to do anything the second year. And that guy pissed me off. He pissed me off for, like, all summer and fall. Like, it was, like, the fall when I finally got him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was, it, it's definitely, like, and, and what was missing was, like, it sounds kind of like people who are like anti-hunting or whatever. Like I get it. Like whatever. Um, that's fine. Uh, I'm not saying hunting's like objectively good or bad, you know, whatever. Um, but like me, like low crawling and like, and like try, try to like create a kill box and like using the raised beds to like hide behind. So I could get a good vantage point for when he come out of the brush, you know, like that was a lot of fun. What wasn't sure. fun. Yep. What, what wasn't fun was like having my chainsaw heat up and then go drop on another grand on another chainsaw. And the reason I would have rather bought firewood that year, but nobody would sell me firewood. So yep. it was just, it was just like these, it just, be, it just totally flipped on its head, man. You know, do you think you would ever go back? Not to that specific property, but like a different, maybe even just raw land and try again. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Here's the here's the thing that uh, I learned. Um, first of all, I would not try to. Uh, uh, I wouldn't monetize any of it. Like personally, at first, whatever. I wouldn't. I wouldn't podcast it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't blog about it. I may. I may. I may shit post on Twitter about it. Like as a fun thing for my friends. Like my. I consider my followers like my friends. I may do that, and that's. But I would never, I wouldn't do anything more than that. I wouldn't do consultations. I wouldn't say, call me for advice. By the way, I did never did that at the time I did it. I'm just saying I was trying to, I was trying to like document what I was doing. And, and after pulling, you know, 16, 18 hours every day, like 
that's a lot of, that's a lot to ask for somebody. You know what I mean? So I, I would just free myself from any type of like obligation to do anything else other than to exist and enjoy my property. I would also do it after my kids were grown. And I'm not saying that anybody else should do it this way. I'm just saying me personally, uh, yeah. like my youngest, my youngest is now six, right? So like even now, cause she was three at the time, which is, which is so three and six is like a lot different. And my kids are great. They were never a pain in the, in the butt when we were there by any means. They were great kids. But like taking care of children and then running to school for like school events and stuff like that, it it takes time. So like, because I do, I actually do want to move back into the country and I do want to try it all again. Well, not all of it, but like uh, the self-sustaining part again. And um, I'm actually really excited about that concept. Uh, but, but what I would not do is, as I would, I would not try to do everything at once. What I would probably, if I was to do it all again, what I would do is, is I would say, do I have the equipment I need for how I need to take care of the property? I would buy the equipment the first year and then I would, then I thought I need it. And then I would use it the first year and move in end of end of what I was, I might plant fruit trees. I might, I might. And I want to emphasize the word might, I might, but I would probably see where the sun was, how the wind was, how cold does it actually get in your yard? I would see Mm -hmm. what animals like to mess up your plants. That's what I would do. I would just watch the whole thing and say, huh, this is good. This is bad. Didn't realize that would be a problem. Didn't realize that would be a blessing. And I would just kind of watch the whole thing, see how it goes. Just move in and just kind of just observe and enjoy. The second move year, lower, yeah. Oh no, and, and I mean, I mean, like remarkably slower. Next year, I would do like trees and berry bushes, and I would, and that's all I do. I would fence them. I would, I would plan out where I wanted them. I would actually ask for professional help on where to lay them out, um, because that actually matters. Because you need to make sure that they can mate with each other. And uh, they have the right sunlight and everything else like that. So I would get all the data I would need and then I would make sure that they were all in the right positions. And then I would like looking at that tree when it was matured at that place. Right. And then I would do yeah. the same thing with the bushes. I would fence them all in and then I would make sure that nothing ate them. That would be my second year. And then that's what I'm third. doing right now. I'm working through a plan for my property right now. Yeah, that that's and like I said, uh, did I say infrastructure for the first year or did I just say, just watch? You said, just watch. I, I would say this. If I notice something like, like am I at the first country house, uh, my driveway, like for instance, like when you left the driveway to the, to the road, the main road, um, the rain would wash out the, the very end. And so you mm-hmm. basically would have like a pothole to like leave. If, if I saw something major like that, I would fix it immediately. I'd be like, oh, well, that's going to suck forever. So then I would fix that. Um, that would be like the first year, like observing and then fixing things that I have no desire to live with, you know? And then like the the third year, I would start doing like the raised bed, the gardening. I would definitely never buy a green. I would actually build my own greenhouse with glass, glass friggin' everything. With wood frames, I would not buy anything plastic or tubey or nothing. I... What is it? I, I, dude, I bet you I spent like $700 on, on like three of them, like making them all, and none of them were. 
I would yeah. definitely, you know, so, and I would, here's, here's some things I would look at at the next property. I would make sure there was a windbreak. That that's a, for me, that's a must going forward. There would yep. be a windbreak. Um, I would see where the direction of the wind goes through the spring. I'm so sorry, through the, through the warm months and the cold months. I would make sure definitely that the windbreak was on the cold weather side. Now that doesn't mean you can ignore the other sides. Cause like, uh, primarily like mine was my, my cold wind came from the West primarily, but, but I tell you what, when that wind came from the East, it sucked just as bad, but I was surprised yep. it was coming from the East. So I would, I would try to box. I would try to make sure that I had the property boxed in by pines. Now I'm not a big fan of pines, but like, I would, I would try to make sure that there was a windbreak. Like, so I would make sure that there was a windbreak. I would make sure that there was, um, uh, theoretically I would like some water, waterfront properties, kind of not water. I don't mean to picture like a lake or whatever, but like something that was like had a pond or yeah. Water feature. Yeah. Like Rain, I, would, I would Creek, well, anything, anything I would, I would like that. It's not Rain. a necessity, the windbreak. Cause before I moved out there, I was like the, the, the water was like, Oh man, I wish I had water. When I left, I said, why didn't I get a, why didn't I get a windbreak? Like that was like the thing. So like there are definitely things that I would do different um, going forward. But I I really do want to do it again. But I want to do it when my children are gone. Not because, like I said, not because I don't love them. Not because they were a bird. They weren't. But when I go to do it, I want to be able to just have that be my hobby. So it's it's not stressful. Um, I don't I don't have to have the firewood. I don't have like this urge of like the dad, like I have to provide, I have to provide, I have to provide. Mm -hmm. It could be like, yeah, what do I care? Just being the wife. <laughs> yeah. Does, this does take a lot off your plate. I can see that. Yeah. 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 It's in, um, like my kids are, are starting to get older. Like my oldest can now watch my, my other two. And, and the difference, the difference in the drive of like, I have to be very productive because my children need me at any moment like when you switch to like oh i did a good job raising my eldest and now she can help me as i as i work on my own thing everything everything slows down mm -hmm. and the older i get i used to like fast-paced stuff man i used to like like let's go let's go let's get the work done as i like i'm almost 40 now like it's like eh. <laughs> you know it's like let's i'm not saying like like putts around but like eh, is it that important really you know, like, let's, let's make sure it's safe, which also like, like I would never pull branches down behind me anymore. Like it's, it's like, uh, it's, it hasn't even been that long, but like, there's, there's like changes that happen I, for me anyway, like in my thirties, the changes are, are happening to where I feel myself being more, becoming more conservative, becoming more slow. Um, not in like a lazy way, but more in like a, is this the best decision way, you know? Mm. And I actually feel like that, that time on the property really shaped that you know what i mean so yes i would i would definitely do it again i would i would but i would make sure that certain features were in place that guaranteed my life would be better before i moved in because here's the thing that that we didn't really think about until after we first slammed is that even if i could because i actually had a plan to cut to clear cut some of these woods and plant like pines to, to create a windbreak, I'd be dead before they were grown. 
it's like how, how the hell does that help me yeah the pines usually don't grow that fast it depends on the type no. of pine but yeah yeah 20 years oh and, and here's the other thing that i would definitely uh, uh in case anybody else is wondering about wind breaks because like i said i lived in a windy spot so i thought a lot about it um uh, you can actually buy trees that are more mature I would highly encourage you to consider buying the oldest trees you can because dollar for age, it's worth it. Hmm. Dude, how much would you spend to save a year? I don't know. Depends. Well, well yeah, yeah. No, I I know. But like, like say, say you needed a, a tree to like block the wind, right? Like, would you... So would you rather spend? Let's just say, would you rather spend? Like hundred? I don't. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to say because I'm. I'm really trying to learn how to be patient, and I also am trying to, you know, get the most bang for my buck. And so, you know, it's whether I live here or you know, because I like the area. 20 miles that way or whatever way it's going to be windy over there too. So I yeah. just wait it out. So for, so what I'm saying is the biggest bang for your buck is getting the most mature tree. That's true. Because you're getting exactly what you want at the best stage you can. Cause it's already, it's, it's like prime to live. Right. And so you put it on there, you've already cut off like 10 years off of your patience plan. Now you've only got another 10 to go. That's plenty of patience for anybody. I guess I didn't even look at how much mature trees were going to cost me. So. They're, more the, they're more than saplings. Like you could buy a sapling for like a dollar or whatever. Yeah, I always, I, I can see the height chart, but it's always like, you know, they, they say stop it at like, six feet because they don't want to ship trees that are longer than that i guess i could go to a local nursery and check it out but yeah yeah i didn't no no you're no yeah obviously like who who cares who cares about old trees you know what i mean yeah yeah but no that's that's one thing like i 100 percent. i'm i would buy the oldest possible tree to have planted if i had the money i would plant full-grown like Jurassic Park trees to make the wind break. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Like it, it, because every day, like multiple times a day, I would walk outside and it was just biting cold. And I'm like, man, I hate being here. And it was because of the wind. Every yeah. time it was because of the wind. Yeah. And I tried like, to plant giant sequoias here once. You did? Yeah. How'd I bought them. Not, it didn't. I bought like six. <laughs> I bought like six inch saplings and I kind of messed it up. I didn't like fan out the roots. And so it's still yeah, like, yeah. getting a root ball. Plus I'm like, they really need to be in like zone six. I'm in zone five and you know, they really love water and it's arid here. And so I, it wouldn't have worked anyways. But the thing that killed it the first was, I think it was still in like a root ball. And so I was like, well, yeah, that sucks. That would have been, but you know what you say in a hundred years, that would have been really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where did this uh, giant we're... sequoia come from? This isn't even like, shouldn't even be here. Not even close. We were looking at properties in the country and there were, was a, a, a yard I saw with cactus in it. Michigan. Legit yeah. cactus. 
But we've got cactus here too in Montana. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, on, weird, it's on my property, it? and it flowers. It's pretty. Oh my gosh, I, I have like I hadn't seen cactus since I was in Texas. Like you know, I, I was like, I'm like, what are you doing here, little buddy? You know? <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot what it was like to step on you with my bare feet. <laughs> the only thing <laughs> we're missing is the fire ant. Mike, oh my gosh, I hate those things. Did, have you ever talked to Joseph about like all of the um, the things that he experiences? down there with like the flying fire ants and all that stuff not the flying fire ants specifically um i went to his place last month and i uh, was there for about two hours and like he showed me around and we were just chatting yeah it was a good time but i i'm sure he's mentioned it seems like it's always something it's never nothing there's always something <laughs> yeah it is yeah he, he ba- I'm, I'm gonna screw it up man but he basically how's he do it he like baits the because they swarm, which also sounds awful. Everything he says sounds awful to me, right? So he basically makes like a uh he does like a burn barrel or like a campfire, and I guess they're attracted to the light, so like they'll swarm into the fire. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds pretty metal, and I'm here for it. But mm-hmm. also the idea that you have a swarm of something that's called a fire ant kind of stuff. I I've gotten bit by him, it's not fun. So, like, the idea of, like, tons of them, like, flying to you. I'm like, why would you live? He says a lot of things, and I'm like, why would you live there, right? But they're, like, all individual events. And then we'll talk, and I'll be like, yeah, it's going to be cold for, like, the next six months. You know? And he goes, why would you live there? And I'm like, I don't know. But as soon as it gets warm, we switch again, right? As soon as it's warm here, it's, like, it's, it's in my head, it's absolute shit there. Like, it's just, like, they got all the... They got all the dinosaurs coming out of the swamps and the and the friggin', you know, bugs coming out of wherever they come from. The yeah. cargo ships and tornadoes and I yeah, don't know. No I don't want to live in a place that gets hurricanes. No, thank you. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, if I could trade six months of winter for a hurricane, because that's like what, like three days? Like I'd take <laughs> it. You know, like it's got to be better. Like, it's got to be better than, like, six months of gray. Because that's what I have. I have six months of, like, gray and dreary. I like it. I I do not. I do not. I I like Because do you still live in Minnesota or no? No, I live in Montana. Okay. So when I was, I was traveling for work, I went to Minnesota. And it was sunny there, right? So same temperatures, right? Because I thought I hated the cold. That's not what I hate. Because it was still cold. But the sun was out. So I I got off the plane. I'm like, I'm like, oh, the sun. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy now, you know? And like legit, I would go to uh Minnesota, I'd be very happy. I'd get back on plane, land in Miss Michigan, I'd be like, so sad. And then I, you know, it was just it was crazy. Like my temperament's like based off the the friggin' weather. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. We got this thing called inversion here. I don't I, we never had it in uh in minnesota but that that would keep the sky like you wouldn't see the sun for like 60 days or something like that yes that's too much yeah uh it, it, is there a way you could pause record um i was gonna say we should wrap it up because i gotta get to bed okay i have to pee so i was like, <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we wrap it up really quick yeah, no, that's that's great. I had a great time talking to you. I'm just yeah, doing the potty yeah. dance. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, let's, uh, where, where can people find you and like learn about what you're doing now and, um, look back yes. at your old YouTube videos? Oh man. I, uh, okay. So I have a, a sub stack called, uh, blue collared white pages. Um, I write about doing fatherhood stuff, right? So I, that's what I'm focusing on. My, uh, my Twitter handle, like X handle is, um, the at sign and then like three underscores, then K I E L and then three more underscores. So it's just my name. Uh, I tweet about being a dad mostly when it's not shit posting. I, I am trying to like not shit post and just like do stuff about fatherhood. I've, what I've learned to this entire process is that what I'm actually really good at and I could talk on very well is how to be a good dad. Um, that, that is the one thing like I spent years, years. I, I, I read tons of books. I studied my children. I studied myself and like, I tried really hard to be like, be the best dad. And in this world, I noticed that like a lot of dads were failing and I was like, oh man, I, I don't want to be that dad. Like, I want to be like the best dad. I don't want my kids to say I have dad issues. So like, right. that's what I did for, I'm still doing it. It's not like I'm like, I ever like quote unquote graduated or whatever. But like, um, what I noticed recently is that people will, will show stuff or they'll ask a question and then I can answer it without looking anything up. I just, you know, I've just done it for a while, you know, being a dad. So I'll answer the question. And, um, it's actually a thorough answer. This is very new for me, just so we're all clear. It's a thorough answer with lots of info. There's no like fluff in it. And nobody's ever said, you forgot this aspect. And so I, I'm kind of leaning into that. It's the, it's the first thing that I've really been tweeting about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. If people know that I do this like fully. Right. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing now. So, nice. uh, if, if you follow me, I'll, I'll talk about how to be a good, how to be a good dad. Um, I tweet mostly to men, not, not because of any one reason. A lot of ladies actually like reading my stuff as well. Um, but I, I definitely write, I consider fathers, my peers, um, uh, like my, my wife isn't, my like her role as a mother is not like my peer i'm making this kind of weird i don't mean to make it weird but like i don't talk to my wife the same way i talk to another dad right i don't talk to another mother like i like i talk to another father you know so i like it, i talk mostly to guys but like both women and men seem to like it um but uh like i said i, I talk i talk very much like a guy does as you guys probably heard on this entire podcast so <laughs> awesome it's good yeah are your old YouTube videos still around or did you get rid of I, that? I didn't, you know, I didn't even do much with YouTube. I'm actually really bad at social media. Uh, I've never really had time to do it. So the oh, only YouTube... videos are from Twitter then just. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're all, they're all scrap, man. I, I deleted like everything. I was like, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm man. not even. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of them were funny. Like when I poked the raccoon with the shovel, uh, when I was in the garage, that was, I, I actually am really sad that one's gone, but I had like 60,000, uh, you know, tweets and I wasn't going to look for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
But that shit, that shit was really funny, dude. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I swear, this is a direct quote. I said, oh, man, he doesn't even look mean. And then I tried to nudge him gently with the shovel. He jumped at me. I screamed. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I mean, that, that would, you got a raccoon what? coming at your face. That makes sense. Oh, my gosh. No, it was, yeah, it was scary. This dude, and so the guy gets out of the rafters, right, gets behind my toolbox. And and by the way, me and him both darted. It wasn't like I stayed in place or he stayed in place. Oh, I was mad because he had shit. I had all these uh, plywood boards in my rafters to, like, store stuff in. He was up there shitting all over my stuff. And so I was a little, I was full annoyed by that. So I was like, get out of my garage, you know what I mean? Just, like, trying to move him along. Yeah. And then he fucking... I was like, ah! I get up, and then oh, here's here's my legit scream. It's like I go, oh shit! Like that's what I sound like, right? So he leaves. I also leave, and now the raccoon is completely gone. I don't know where he is, and all my friends are making fun of me, like, but like in quotes, like he doesn't even look me, you know? Like, like so. Turns out this raccoon's behind my toolbox in the garage, against the wall. Like he's clinging to the wall, and there's like this little space. I'm like, dude, because I don't want to scream again, right? <laughs> and I also don't want him in my garage. So I got the shovel back, and I'm like, still, I'm still videotaping, you know, so that way I can share with my buddies. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know? <laughs> and it friggin' ignores me. Like, I'm not poking it with a shovel. Like, if I ignore him, he'll ignore me. And I start getting annoyed because, like, he's he's kind of embarrassing me and shitting on all my, my stuff. So I kind of, you know, get him and he he leaves he ends up leaving you know just kind of wandering out uh she must uh, he must have called you know his brother when i was in the country because this joker was also in my pole barn and uh i uh you remember how i told you about those trenches how was a pig how yeah right so it was in the trench and they're me raccoons are mean man and so I was trying to get him out of my pole barn so I could, I could not, I, I want to lock it up, but I didn't want him to lock him in right into the pole. I want him to leave. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want to kill him at all, like at all, because if I do, he's going to be in the trench. So he's going to rot in a concrete trench with a concrete grid. I'm like, that sounds absolutely terrible. So I take the Pelican, the fit, you know, old faithful. And I, cause raccoons are also very quick. I've noticed after my garage encounter. So, so I, take the, I take the rifle. I kind of just put it in the trench and I like aim for like his, his, uh, his butt and I, and I shoot it. He makes a noise. I jump up on my, my woodworking bench. Right. And, uh, uh, by the time I had turned around, he was already gone. And there were just these little paw prints going out. <laughs> Shut the door. And he lived in an old oak tree on my property. So I would, sometimes when I got called out at night, I'd be driving to work. And I, I had no problems with this guy, right? He didn't poop on my stuff. So he was on this big oak tree. Um, he'd be like this around the trunk. And as I drove by, he'd shimmy. And to hide? <laughs> to hide from you? Yeah, yeah. It was it was great, man. So like, uh, I call like everything Frank, like every creature Frank. Like, if I don't have a problem, I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's up, Frank? And he just, <laughs> just watches me go by. It was Good. great. I am Matt DeRosier of Farm Hop Life. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and visit farmhoplife.com. Inside of the city, the people are crazy. Oh, no.
up their minds, they ain't got a clue. We gone away, headed west for Montana, left family and friends, all I got now is you. We both got new jobs, a host and a homestead, thinking this was the life, all that there That's when the work got in the way for me. Well, I started farm hop life. Look come to your farm to help and to wander. Me and the family, a truck and an RV, send us a message and. Poof.